Here is another story from the series Stories of Light and Delight by Manoj Das. The story is called The Royal Journey to Heaven. A fat, foolish king had a lean, sharp-witted minister. The minister claimed to be very wise and spent all his time in flattering the king. The king believed that as long as this minister was by his side, he would have no worries. The king often said to his minister, Promise that you will never desert me. And the minister always replied, Never, never, my lord. Wherever you are, whether in this world, in heaven or in hell, I will always be with you, giving you sound counsel and solving all the world's problem for you. This pleased the king greatly. One evening, the king was returning to his palace after a rare stroll along the river bank. Suddenly, he heard a skulk of foxes yelping in the nearby forest. The king's curiosity was aroused. He wanted to know why the foxes were yelping. He turned questioningly to his minister. Why should so many foxes yelp at the same time? Do they mean to throw some grievance into our royal years? What doubt is there, my lord? The minister replied. As you know, this year the winter has been extremely bitter. The poor foxes have no warm clothes. They are appealing to you for blankets. I see. Thank you very much. A wise minister is he who can understand the sentiments of foxes. But why are our foxes without blankets? demanded the king. Our officer in charge of relief work is to blame, replied the minister, who bore a grudge against the officer. How shocking! The officer in charge of relief works has deprived our valued subjects, the foxes, of blankets? Very well. Wrap up the officer in a blanket and throw him into the sea. Then buy a hundred blankets and distribute them among our foxes, ordered the king. With a great show of hurry, the minister left to do as the king had commanded. But he had only obeyed the first half of the king's order. He put the officer to death. But though he took money from royal treasury to purchase blankets, he never bought them. A week later, the king again heard the foxes yelping. He looked at the minister with great surprise. What's the matter? Why are foxes yelping again? he asked. For an entirely different reason, my lord. They're yelping out their thanks to you, replied the minister with a smile. How wonderful, said the king. This would never have struck me. I'm sure no king on the earth has a minister as wise as mine. My noble minister, when you are with us, all the world's wisdom is at our fingertips. My minister, give me the assurance that you will never leave me. Never, repeated the minister. I will be with you whether you are in heaven or in hell. The king was pleased, but his pleasure did not last long. Suddenly a little bear ran by. The king, who had never gone into forest for hunting nor beyond his little town, had never seen a boar before. With a great astonishment, he asked the minister, Good God, what creature is this? The minister, of course, knew it to be boar, but as usual, he wanted to take advantage of king's ignorance. 
There's one of your elephants, my lord, reduced to this pitiable size because of because the officer looking after the elephants has neglected to feed it properly. The king shook shook with fury. He immediately ordered that the officer be put to death. Then he requested the minister to take as much money as was necessary from the treasury and see that the poor creature was restored to health. Needless to say, the minister drew a large amount from the royal treasury but kept it for himself. A month passed. One evening, it so happened that the king, when returning from the stroll, again came across the boar. He looking questioningly at the minister. Is this not the same starving elephant we saw the other day? How is that there is no improvement in its health? The minister gave a grin broad enough to show all his wisdom teeth. My lord, the elephant you saw the other day has by now grown as plump as your majesty. This one is a rat which has grown so fat because it has been devouring the food in the royal kitchen. Items which should have gone into your tummy. Shows how negligent the chief cook is, replied the minister. The chubby face of the corpulent king turned as red as a ripe chili pod. He rolled his eyes on his tummy and could only mutter, What a pity! What a pity! His voice choked at the thought of what he had been deprived of. He immediately ordered the cook prepare the best royal dinner he could, for he must be hanged soon thereafter. The cook secretly met the minister and gave him a bag full of gold. He also promised that whenever he prepared a special dish for the king, he would no longer neglect to send a small, small portion of it to the minister. The minister was immensely pleased. I will see to it that you are safe, don't you worry, he assured the cook. After enjoying his dinner, the king was ready to enjoy the sight of cook hanging. The news was there, and so was the cook. A minute, and the cook would be dispatched. He was severing and was in tears. Stop! The minister came rushing, shouting, gasping, and wiping his forehead. Turning to the king, he said, My lord, I just consulted the almanac, and found that he, this hour, midnight, is very propitious hour. Anyone who is hanged now will find a diamond castle reserved for him in paradise. My lord, hanging the naughty cook now would be a punishment, but a reward for him. Must we dispatch to heaven a fellow who deserves to go to hell? The minister was sure that if he could somehow delay the hanging, the king would completely forget the issue. The king's memory was like a sieve. But the king jumped for joy. Wonderful, he exclaimed. For long I have desired to have a look at paradise. The moment has at last arrived. Turning to the hangman, the king commanded, Put the noose around my neck and hang me, quick. But while briskly advancing towards the hanging noose, he stopped. My dear minister, he said affably, You must keep your promise never to desert me. Please lead me the way. How can I manage the diamond castle without your counsel? The king inst instructed the executioner to hang the minister first. Before the horrified minister could utter a word, some courtiers pushed him forward and some others forcibly th thrust his head into the noose. The king was delighted at the eagerness they displayed in carrying out his orders, and as soon as they had hanged the minister, they turned to the king and hanged him too for that is what he had desired.
The kingdom breathed relief and the courtiers selected a noble and a kind man to occupy the throne. 